Boom, and we're live. What's up? Taylor Wade Hoffer with Matthew Barnes, a.k.a. Matt Barnes today. Good What's morning. Up? Hello. What's up, man? Doing great. Doing great. Hey, thank you for being on, brother. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to catching up with you. We, um, I don't know. Matt, Matt, I'm, I'll give you a, an official introduction here pretty soon, but just, you know, on live, he's the second rising star ever. I mean, I think that's like 44 issues ago with Real Producers since we were on. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to catch up with, with you a little bit. He's from Chicago and got some babies and married and lives in Richmond Rosenberg from Chicago. Last time I talked to you, I think you're going to the beach or coming back from the beach or something like yeah. that. And I think the last time we saw each other was probably having a couple happy hours and some appetizers, I want to say, maybe in February, right, brother? Man, time has gone by so fast this year, even yeah. with COVID. Wow, that was – we. I remember that, but you're right. We, we didn't have to wear masks, I don't think, did we? No, no we were spitting in each other's faces, man. We were all good then. I think it was before, you're right, I think it was right before the pandemic. Dang, man, that's the last time we saw each other? Yeah, nine months, eight months probably, I think, my friend. Yeah, it's been a while, I know. That is why I like these things, because I get to catch up with, you know, my friends, even though it's like uh, we're about to do a podcast or whatever, it's uh, it's, it's still cool to you know, be able to catch up with people. Cause you're yeah, great. thanks for having me. I'm really honored, and I really appreciate it. I always enjoy watching these with uh, other fellow colleagues in the industry or tangentially in, in the industry, so. Uh, yeah, you know, bring no. a wealth of information, which is helpful. You're, so thank you, man. And I thank you for saying that. I, I hope people appreciate it. That's what that's what I'm aspiring for. You know, hope, hope it's uh, it, it's good for uh, or people get some stuff out of it. And I think they will today. But um, last couple of things before we uh, you know, kick this deal off. Um, did you vote today's election day? I'm yes, not excited I, right after. I did an early vote. I'm, I'm like all these text votes. You did? You voted? I put in an early vote. Yep. I cast my ballot a week or so ago. Yeah. I was uh, I was, I was planning on it and it just didn't, didn't happen. I'm in a bunch of text votes. You know, like, did you go vote yet? That's, a, that's okay. That's I'm a good reply. As long as you reply. exercise your vote and your citizen duty after this, right? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, cool deal. Well, good out and vote. If you're, if you're like me, I might see you at the polls here in like an hour. Um, all right. Uh, but before we kick this off, I just had two quick announcements. Um, Masterclass season has been phenomenal this year. Started in April, we're going to finish in September, and we kept it going. We had uh, Mr. Thank You do a keynote for us. We had 1,200 people check us out two weeks ago. But Masterclass season, you can get a free Zoom link, and it's a tax strategy class put on by. Ed Garner, this guy's brilliant. He really is. I made a, you know, I'll share this quick story, you know, that I that I sent out on on the promo video, but he's he's on the news and radio all the time. I mean, he's been in the, you know uh, a tax guy for thirty plus years, and he went and did a presentation in January this year at Lance Loken, at his office. I might not share. He's been my CPA six years, but. Anyway, Lance came over to him after he did his presentation, you know, and put his hand on his shoulder and was like, Ed. I owe you an apology. It's like if I had known how good this information was going to be, I would have made it mandatory for everyone on my team, you know, all my realtors to uh, to be here because everybody needed to hear everything that you just covered. She's like, I got to have you come back. Wow. That's coming from the number one guy out of forty thousand realtor market. So um, you know, just you know, it's good enough for uh for his office. You know, it's probably something in there that could save you a lot of money. So uh, it's coming to you. 
by uh, your compliments of Houston Oil Producers, all the all the partners, advertising partners of Houston Oil Producers. And it's, uh, it's next week, it's Thursday, it's 9.30 in the morning. So masterclasshouston.com, you can see the details there and get a Zoom link, but there's that. And then last uh, promo that I got, and then we're gonna uh, launch into uh, Mr. Matt Barnes here, is we are launching Houston Oil Producers in uh, Brian College Station. So it's gonna be BCS. Brian call station real producers and we're, we're pumped, you know, and, and it's, yeah, it's going to be, going to be a good, good, good thing. So those of you that know Lindsay McKinley, she's super excited. I went to Glenn, you know, I live in Brian for a year and love, love the town. It's just, uh, I think it's going to be, it's awesome. So that's coming spring 2021. Now, with that being said, anybody that wants to get in Houston, if you've watched this for a while or you're a vendor and want to be plugged in with the top, 500 agents and uh, you know, be a part of what we're doing. You know, there's a lot of levels to what we got going on. You know, there's a there's a magazine that's free for the top 500 agents. We have private events, and uh, and, and that's that's what we do. It's, it's just a community of uh, of some of the best of the best in the city. So, thousand uh, dollars is a big deal. Send me a message on Facebook. Thousand dollars off any of the packages that, that we have right now to uh, to get involved. And it could be in College Station or or Houston, it's kind of really meant more for Houston because as, as we ramp that, that up, I want to I uh, you know, fill up uh, what we got left in, uh, in the Houston market. So there you go, that is it, I am done. All right, so um, Blaine, I think we're ready to rock and roll. And uh, right, Matt, you guys ready for this one? Look at that, we got a clip. Let's do it, man, let's do it to it. All right then, and three, two, one, go. What's up? Welcome back. I'm your host, Taylor Weidhofer. Welcome back to Disruption Nation. It's a show podcast platform where we highlight people that are uh, disrupting their space in a positive way. And today we have Matt Barnes with us and um, he is on Trisha Turner team, part Trisha Turner Properties with EXP. Is that, is that still all right? Yeah, good morning. Yeah, I hang my license under the guise of Trisha. She's got two little umbrellas over there. She's got the EXP uh side and then she maintained kind of the other llc so uh i'm an independent agent uh under the guise of that trisha turner property so one of the best brokers out there i love her and she's super supportive so uh couldn't be happier than anywhere else it's uh it's such a small world you know i am uh, i met matt through uh, a partner of houston Oil producers when he moved here from chicago and um kind of came out of the gate and sold quite a few houses relatively quickly in a market that he knew no one. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second. And then, uh, I don't know, met, met Trisha, you know, I love her. She's been on Disruption Nation. She's been featured as broker of the month in Houston Oil Producers. And, uh, and we met separately and then, you know, featured him kind of separately. And then later come to find out Matt, you know, and Trisha met, right. I had nothing to do with that connection. And when Matt and I circled back and caught up, he's like, I'm with Trisha now. And I was like, that's awesome. You know, just, I like seeing, I like watching good people work together. And I, I, that's, anyway, selfishly, I, I, I get to enjoy and watch, watch that happen a lot. But yeah, welcome geez. to the show, man. Thanks, how, man. How, Thanks how, for how having me. What's going on? Nothing, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, as I mentioned, I've watched a lot of these uh, podcasts that you have, and whether with other colleagues in the industry and stuff, and there's always nuggets of information to pick up. So highly recommend it, man. So thanks. I'm honored. Thanks for having me. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And so you're, you're a son and a daughter, uh, three and six, right? Yes, three and six and at each other's throats, man, like this, you know, especially at home nowadays. Yes. So Russell's six and 
Our daughter Lucille's three. Shout out to Mary, okay? Because you know, and daughter. my lovely wife Mary. I couldn't yeah. do it without her. My goodness, absolutely. She's big the rock. Shout, big shout sure. out to Mary. Yeah, and, uh, for for, for uh, helping out with well, shoot, you're probably helping her. She's probably doing like 95 percent of it. <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's right. She's the cornerstone of the family. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, glad that you're here. So let's just start with how you ended up uh, ended up here, because like, and you're the second uh, rising star that, that we featured, and 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 then the timing was I'm, I'm launching this deal, new new company, Houston Earl Producers, right? Um, yep. And you were just getting here from Chicago. So what brought you and Mary down? Um, yeah, because I, mean, I guess it got out four years ago. So you only had one. You, you, had, you had a baby then and probably one on the way, I guess. Is that about right? Yeah, you're right. So I've been down here four months uh, or four years, excuse me, to the month. Um, and from Chicago, you're right, by way of Kansas. In my mid-20s, I think I was 25, I moved from Kansas to Chicago and you, you know, uh, lived a good city life and um, started in real estate, cut my teeth in 2008, 2009, right when the housing uh, bubble burst, so to speak, you know. Um, but um, the reason I, how I got down here actually is kind of a funny story. Um, like you said, I, um, my wife and I had a, a young son at the time, but just the general sort of uh, progression, right, in life, you know, we lived in the city, uh, my wife or my girlfriend at the time, you know, uh, was Mary and we actually met in the restaurant industry at Mike Ditka's Steakhouse. If you know football and you know the Bears, you know that he's like the staple of Chicago, right? He's like the mayor, you know, because they've won one Super Bowl yeah. ever, you know. And so um, anyway, fast forward, we, we got married uh, in 2012 had our son we're you know living in a high rise right on lakeshore which is awesome and then the next step is to kind of uh, uh away from the lake so to speak you know um and then lo and behold my mom who had lived in kansas forever um and i won't be too long with this so um moved here oh you're good i want to say a couple of years in advance you know she was a retired public educator thank goodness for teachers right um public and private of course um, but uh, she moved down here and Mary and myself and our young son, Russell, at the time came down in January just to visit her. And of course, in January in Chicago, it was like minus 10, right? Uh, wind Man. chill and just freezing and cold. And we came down here and it was sunny and uh, 75. And so, of course, the weather was certainly uh, a motivating factor into that. Um, in addition to that, quite frankly, you start looking at the housing costs of um, you know, relative, and when I say housing costs, I mean what you can have, right? The cost of living is very similar, but what you can have for the same amount of money it, it, it is larger here than it would be living in downtown Chicago, just like it is in, you know, downtown Houston, of course. Um, and so on the way back home from the flight, you know, we had a great trip and I just kind of pitched it to Mary and I was like, hey, would you ever consider moving? Because the next step in our life back in Chicago was to move out to the suburbs uh, of Chicago. And all my business, frankly, was in downtown, you know, condos, high rises, single family homes, multi-units, things like that. And so I'd have been making a, a hefty commute back and forth every single day. And so um, we're starting over. I mean, or 
like if you're going to try to move your business out of the suburbs, but you're right, you probably would have ended up. Yeah, it would, it would, yeah, I was going to be a choice of one or the other, right? Am I going to continue to make an hour and a half commute one way every mm -hmm. single day? And people do that, you know, people do oh, that yeah, every day. Millions so, of them. Well, yeah, course. exactly. But, but, but how, how'd you decide from doing, doing the commute to the suburbs in downtown Chicago to moving halfway across the country here where, you know, well, great question right. well because my mother was here um and um your mom she, here. She, she's on her own you know and um and in addition to that my father-in-law who had been a journeyman's lineman worked outside on the power lines right for for 35 years had just retired and they had always wanted to move someplace warmer and they were way out in the suburbs and so you know that's we were either going to move out that way or you know we pitched pitch this to my in-laws. Hey, would you ever consider moving someplace warmer? You know, and never in my wildest dreams would I have ever considered that I was going to be uh, a Texan, you know, but um, I'm yeah, certainly glad we moved down here. It's been a grind. Yeah. And so now, I mean, basically we live in uh, Rosenberg. We have a house. My in-laws live right behind me right here, like 30, <laughs> feet, 30 feet. And then my mom lives about two three houses down on the opposite side of the street. And so oh, people yeah. look at me crazy when I say that, but um, you know, if you have a good relationship, which, which we do, you know, it's, it's been great. And to give uh, uh, not only my, my in-laws the opportunity, but my mother to have such a close knit relationship with our kids as they grow up uh, is a gift that, you know, a lot of people aren't fortunate enough to give to uh their kids, you know, and for us as well. So that's how I got here, man. That's, that's awesome. You that's snowballed. That's a long-winded story. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> you snowballed right out of Chicago or <laughs> hardly ever snowed. Yeah. I'm glad you made it down here, man. It's, uh, and, and then, yeah, so and now business-wise, you know, we're talking before the show, you're, I think we're a lot of realtors probably aspire, well, I mean, yeah, you probably aspire to be 85% other businesses coming from listings and 15% buyers. So let's speak that for a second. You know, I mean, is it, was it like that when you first got, got here or like, what was, were you working with more buyers in the beginning? I mean, you were, you, cause you weren't on the team. We met pretty, pretty, uh, I mean, you, you kind of pioneered. How did you do it, man? How did you, like, that's not an easy thing. I'm always curious to hear how people, you know, are able to start over. Um, sure. A lot of people can't do that. So. Sure. Well, um, so basically, I really didn't have a choice, you know, in Chicago, of course, I had lived there for 13 years and had a network yeah. of friends or, you know, so when I got in the real estate industry, obviously, my sphere was something that I tried to tap in. And so, you know, at that point, quite frankly, I represented more buyers at the time than I did sellers then. Um, but when we moved down here, uh, other than having a relationship with my mother and my in-laws, I knew absolutely zero people, you know? Um, and so I didn't really have a choice as to kind of where I was going to try to restart my business over, you know? Um, and so what I started to do was um, do something which was really difficult, uh, which was to put myself in a position to gain the confidence to pick up the phone and cold call on a daily basis and try to connect with 
um, expireds, as we call them in our industry, or FISBOs, right, for sale by owners. And so, um, because I just didn't have the, the friendship bandwidth that would allow me to, hey, do you know anybody looking to buy? What can I do? You know, and so I really had to kind of grind um, and have that as the genesis of my business, and which helped me become a much more well-rounded uh, agent, quite frankly, you know, and so, in, in fact, now I, I, I continue to try to pursue that um, angle of business, uh, in addition to now, obviously, I've lived here for four years, and have, you know, got friends and uh, places like that, where I can, you know, have opportunities potentially come within that framework, so that's kind of, uh, but you're right, every bit of it was a grind, and, um, you know, I'm just glad that uh, I'm, I'm here now. Yeah, and I, I think there's a lot to be said for that. Working um, when you don't, I mean, shoot, I don't know, just when you don't have a lot of people that, that you know, and, and you know, uh, a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of realtors I, I feel like that don't have the drive. I mean, they have uh, like kind of built in, you know, which is good. I mean, you should, and, and it's definitely helpful, but there's very few that can survive outside of that. So, yeah. And I didn't have a choice and I'd be, I'd be lying if I told you that if I lived in Chicago, would I have changed my business model differently? Probably not. Right. Cause I was able to, to be complacent, I guess, you know, and moving down here when you have a family and people that are counting on you and you, you know, as well as anybody, you, agents do a lot of work before they ever see, uh, a paycheck, right? So I knew, knew I needed to get my wheels in motion as fast as possible. You know, I'm going to share, share something just because I think it'll be cool for anybody checking this out right now. There we go. There you go. Can you see? Hey, there it is, man. And I even got it on the wall too, bud. I know. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's got it hanging up on the wall. Appreciate that. I haven't changed yet, have I, huh? Any stress? <laughs> I might have a few gray hairs. Maybe. Up there, yeah, man. a few gray hairs. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That was that was fun, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity, like you said. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I met you real quick when I moved down here through a partner affiliate of yours was kind enough to connect us, and uh, it's it's been great, you know, knowing you and our relationship and things like that. So I can't thank you enough for the opportunities. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. Well, what's, um, what's with, you know, what's new and exciting with you right now? What, what, are, you, what are you the most inspired by? And as, yeah, um, it's going to be a loaded two-part question here coming at you. But yeah, we'll keep you up at night. What are you, what are you passionate about? And then, and, then, and then, you know, work that into, you know, this year, 2020 has been what it is, right? So what are you excited about? And what, what are the uh, obvious adjustments that have happened for you, your business, and your family? Yeah, so all, all good questions. Um, you know, honestly, I'm excited to get the heck over with 2020, right? <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. It's yeah. been just a beatdown for everybody, right, uh, for the year. But honestly, I'm excited because um, I actually um, – seem to thrive during all this sort of uh, tumultuous time that we've lived in, you know, now I did take some of my, I took, you know, four listings off for three months in the middle of it, you know, but um, as things kind of continued to come back to, to cycle back, to come back on the market, I was able to, 
put myself back in a position and I'm actually in ahead and going to, you know, have a, uh, a good year, you know? And so that's, that's kept me excited. And, uh, what are some of the things that you think contributed to this being a good year for you? Cause I mean, you're, you're not alone, my friend. And that's been uh, inspiring. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for all my friends in the, in the real estate business that have had some of the best, you know, or the best year they've ever, they've ever had. I think it's, uh, but yeah. So how, how did it kind of all unfold for you from March till, you know, through, you know, most of 2020? Well, um, I'm sorry. What was that question? Just, me. How did it, how did it, end up all come in? how did it end up being a good year? Well, you know, um, so it became a good year. I had, a, I had a couple, you know, it's always good when, um, through your lead generating opportunities, you see, you know, and the ultimate goal is to have people be advocates on your behalf when it comes to your business, right? Referrals, 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 if you can. And so I kept going in the motion of lead generating, cold calling and and, and putting my foot in the door that way. But also too, I've been fortunate enough to meet some uh, great people who were past clients and really referred me out. And so honestly, um, it, uh, I didn't reinvent the wheel in terms of what I was doing, but some of my hard work and relationship building over the last few years, and maybe it was just the timing of everything, right? Um, yeah. Things worked out. And so, um, so that was probably the, the biggest addition to growth in my business was having repeat business and having referral business and uh, word of mouth, you know, um, opportunities come my way that I could uh, help and come from a place of contribution with, you know, both aspects, buyers and sellers this year. So, um, but um, uh, go ahead, forgive me. No, no, you, no you're, you're good. I was just going to ask you, what, what part of town are you, are you uh, taking care of? So a great question. You know, I, I tend to try to stay hyper-local and I guess hyper-local is a, a relative term, right? Um, because I live in Rosenberg and uh, so I'd like to service Rosenberg, Richmond, kind of my areas would be uh, a little bit west of Fulshire, of course, north into Katy, um, uh, Sugarland off of Southwest Freeway, and then I'll, and then I go down to Riverstone and Siena, down into Missouri City, Lake Olympia. So those are kind of, you know, I try to stay within about a 45 minute to an hour drive uh, of where I'm at. Now I have sold homes down in uh memorial and in some other places as referrals certainly I would you know but um I tend to try to stay in my area here you know I don't sell a lot of homes or any homes up in the woodlands or the Conroe and stuff like that so I kind of just stay close to to where I'm at gotcha. if I can there's plenty of opportunities right so why not try to capture the business in proximity to where I'm at talk to me a little bit about EXP and Trisha Turner you know so I, I want to be clear. I'm not, so there's no confusion. I'm not part of EXP and I, um, I'm actually, so here's what, so what happened? Yeah, Trisha, break, break it down because she yeah. is and you're not, but you're on her team. So you kind of said it in the beginning, maybe I didn't yeah. understand it. So yeah, give me the breakdown. So from, from what I get, so they're two different business models um, and Trisha has been uh, a seasoned professional and uh, a legend in her, you know, here, and so um, I, I, I went from Trisha from KW Southwest and I um, love Chad and everybody else over there and they're super supportive. And I went to, came to Trisha's uh, as a slightly different business model. 
Um, and then as she continued to grow her business um, and with some of her, um, I would, I, I can't, I wouldn't call them coaches, but um, associates and stuff like that. She decided to join EXP and it, it's got a, a very interesting business model as well. Um, so she went over there, but the way EXP is, because I think in, in, I could be off, it's a cloud agency brokerage, right? So there's actually one true broker and that one true broker holds their license in Austin. And so because Trisha is a broker, she actually had to move her license under the broker in Austin. So she, she went to EXP, but there were a lot of people that weren't necessarily uh, on board with going the EXP model. And okay. so in lieu of um, having agents discover other locations or other models that might suit, suit their profile in terms of business, what she did is she brought on board another broker who wasn't utilizing her license. And she's amazing. Her name is Sarah Ivy Edwards. If you know her, she's awesome. Shout out, Sarah. She's super supportive. Yeah. Um, and so she was able to keep that model on this side. So look at it as one house. Trisha has... Trisha has two houses uh, or basically two rooms and one house and she's on the EXP side. I continue to stay on just the old Trisha Turner property size, non-affiliated. Roger that. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. And then, so, I mean, I'm just curious. So how many people in an office, how many agents you got on both sides in each room of the house? Good question, man. I'm a bad guy. I'm a bad resource for that information. You know, um, one of the things that I love about Trisha um, is she gives me the independence uh, to kind of just um, go out. If I had to guess, she, there's probably 50 agents, you know, but with COVID and the structure and everything, I'm not, I was never really a big go into the office and sit in a cubicle uh, place. I just, uh, I, it just wasn't for me, you know? And so um, I would generally all, even pre COVID always worked out of my home. And then of course, for maybe masterminds or workshops and stuff would show up because you always want to sharpen the tool set, so to speak. Right. And learn the, from, 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 uh, um, other new creative ideas and other things like that. Everybody can always grow. Right. So, um, but I, I never kept any tabs on that, man. So I'm sorry, I'm bad, but she's, she's, she's grown a big team on the EXP side. Um, good for her. Yes. And she, yeah, she's killing it of course, as always. And so, but I'm on, I'm, I'm on the other side. Yeah, no, she's a contagious personality. She's doing yeah. a show like this. Um, She's having me on that, by the way. Trisha, if you're watching, you need to invite me to be on, on, on your on your deal. Yeah, I think we're super or whatever you got going <laughs> on. It's a good, it's a good. But she she's she's fantastic. Um, yeah, think think the world of her for sure. Ran into her at a, at a Grant Cardone uh, seminar like a year and a half, two years ago. Sure, so that was cool. And then my producer is producing this right now. Blaine Walker with uh, Tiny Sparrow Marketing. Uh, and you know, a guy Blaine, you know, she's got a Blaine on her team. So Blaine's a man, man. And it was just, I, I, I got a big kick out of it. I was like, Blaine, me, Blaine. I just, I wanted to say that for a while. So you guys are both cool. Y'all need to talk and have a conversation. And they did. <laughs> and they chopped it up for a while. <laughs> so, um, all right. What else, man? Um, if anybody has any questions for you in the Richmond Rosenberg area, want to buy or sell, or if you're uh, an agent looking to collaborate with Matt, Matthew Barnes here, how can people get a hold of you, sir? 
you know, I like a direct form of communication. People can reach me at any time. Um, I can throw out a cell phone number. It's 281-940-6903. And hopefully Blaine can throw that back out after the podcast. Um, And so I I always pick up the phone, even if I don't know the number, if it's a spam number or something, I'll let somebody prattle on. So uh, you never know what sort of business um, chance it could be, right? So I pick up the phone no matter what. Yeah, no, you're, you're smart. There's um, a lot of people that don't do that, you know. I, for one, could be better at picking up my phone. You know, it's um, got to do that, man. It's uh, especially in your within reason, right? If it's nine o'clock at night, unless it's a client, and I'm in the middle of a deal trying to shepherd the deal to the table, right? It, you know, yeah, it's yeah. that's one right. thing I learned is in business, you want to be disp- you want to be uh available for your clients all the time within reason right because if if you know everybody knows in life if, you, if you've got clients or people that you know uh can call you at 10 o'clock at night and you set that precedent that hey i'm gonna call him at 10 o'clock at night and uh then they'll do that right so one of the things i learned in business is it's okay to uh, to have personal time right and, um uh don't make yourself available at 24 hours a day. Yeah, no, I, I only talk about it for two seconds just because uh, even I think it, it's pertinent to a lot of different industries, but for sure the, the real estate industry. It, I mean, it's kind of trained to maybe your clientele a little bit on how you are going to be responsive and stuff. That's exactly and, right. and I've also just through experience, you know, learned and heard that a lot of emotional responses can come in the afternoon and the evening hours, you know, maybe alcohol is involved, not even saying that it, that's, that's where this is going, but, um, you know, from, you know, messages that come between five and midnight, 5 PM and midnight, you know, I mean, if you're killing your phone and I've done this, tried this and I, I right now I'm, I'm, I'm on an eight o'clock kick about 8 PM. It's yeah, I'm pretty much done. I try to be done around seven 30, which is near next to impossible. But, um, you know, if, if I can, if I can step away around eight and I, I'm still blown away, like how many and how late messages will come in. And, uh, and I, I, I pride myself. I hit it back early though, you know, like, and I'll hit them back just like how they had to wait a while to hear back from me. If I ding you back at 6 AM, I might not hear back from you for two, three, four hours till eight, nine, 10 AM, you know? Sure. And, and so it's, it's, Anyway, but then that way, I mean, when's it going to stop? I mean, you're going to say good night, sweet dreams at the, at the, you know, at the, at the end of the deal. And I mean, I don't know. It's just, I yeah. feel like there's time and a place for business. So that's just, yeah. that's, that's, that's just kind of how I like to operate. And then I, I just, I, I think some of that grew from hearing so many people complain about, oh my God, they're talking to me at 10 o'clock at night. Well, you're probably talking back to them. So, you know, I mean, whose fault is it really? I mean, like it probably stopped messaging you. If you stop messaging them back, you know, just wait till tomorrow when you got a fresh mind and probably wouldn't stress you out so much. I don't know. That's about two cents. What, 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 what do you think, man? I, I, I tend to agree. Just like you said, um, I think people respect having a balance in life. Right. And if you establish that and, uh, like you said, make train your clients, whether sellers or buyers, and say, "Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm disposable at any time. You know, from six in the morning till seven o'clock at night. You you have any questions? You have any stress, anxieties, anything that's get, you know, anything. I'm here to be of value and of service in between those times. Anytime after seven o'clock, 
I'm putting my kids to bed. I'm enjoying time yeah. with my with my wife. And people will respect that. But if you don't tell them that, and at nine o'clock they get the inspection report and they see a whole litany of stuff in here, all of a sudden they're going to be, ner- you know, it's because you never said, hey, listen, it's nine o'clock at night. I'm not going to answer a question about uh, the garbage disposal and what it's stressing you out about, right? I, I get that it's an emotional thing and you want to be there for your clients, but people sure. will respect that. If you set those boundaries up front, people will respect that, you know, because if the shoe was on the other foot, do you think that they would want that to happen, you know, to them? Most certainly not, you know? So I agree with you wholeheartedly, but I didn't know any better when I was new to the business, right? You're, you're trying to uh, yeah, work, yeah, you're work out every kink right. and every minute of the night, you know? So, but I will admit, you said what keeps me up at night. I'm the kind of guy that like, if, if I know I got a big appraisal coming up and it's a complex house and I need to make sure it gets, it appraises that value or does something. It's like, okay, did I look over all the comps? I'm going to meet the appraiser there and kind of give them my work. So, you know what I mean? Or if there's another challenge in there, sometimes I'll wake up at three in the morning. It's like, oh man, get out of my head, man. You know? And so, um, and one thing I have learned this year, I'll tell you, you asked about growth is one thing that's helped me this year, man, is I learned to meditate. Um, I, I don't want to get off on a tangent here on an abstract subject, but I did doubt, I downloaded that app. It's called calm right when COVID started happening, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I downloaded it and there's this guy called, his name's Jeff Warren. He had 30 days and I'll tell you every morning, when I put Russell into his online Zoom class and Lucy's eating breakfast downstairs, I come over and I take 10 minutes to myself and deep concentration. And I'll tell you, my wife has noticed it. Um, that's uh, cool, man. Through, through everything. And so that's one thing that I've tried to learn to, uh, you know, not keep me up at night. So meditating has helped me. Hey, no need to focus on that right now. You can take care of that at, an, you know, at another time. The goal right now is to to sleep <laughs> never been a better time than to you know check something out like that and uh for those of you that aren't familiar i mean that could be a seriously big nugget i i i've used that one a couple times i, I use uh headspace yes it's, uh it's the kind of the same deal you know it's like eight 12 minutes you can kind of pick however much time you got you can do yes. listen to it for five minutes or 10 minutes or set the ticker to 15 and boom they got on whatever you know stress or uh whatever you know and then yeah, just deep, kind of deep concentration um uh, just being you know and that's one thing i've just tried to it's taught me to just live in the moment right now right i mean you can continue to stress about things um what yeah. you got to get done and what are your plans for the day and stuff but you know do yourself a favor and take 10 minutes in the morning to to to, to send yourself and set yourself on that path right so that's yeah. one big thing that I've learned. I've gone through two cycles. You know, I, I'm, I'm always changing my schedule. It's just kind of like how I like to operate. I just, uh, it's usually the same things, but depending on what's going on. So there's yeah. just one, like in the mid, mid morning, I'll, I'll typically start pretty early and whenever I'll, I'll do it, maybe it's mid morning. Um, it might be right before I wake my kids up, you know, which so pretty early, but I mean, I, yeah. I, hell at halftime, I'll fall asleep. I'll take a nap or maybe I'll do it midday, like lunch. Then, then I went through a yeah. phase that was just, it, it, it worked out real well for my routine. So kill the whole morning and like, all right, let me get set for the second half of my day, right? Between noon and whenever I, I kill it for the day. 
and that, that'd be a good time. You know, eat some lunch, do a little, yes. yeah, just hit the app and take, take a minute. And, um, yeah, man, there's been a couple times I was, you know, sit there and fall asleep, wake up, feel good. So it's all good. <laughs> so, cool deal. All right. Um, and then, and before I, I wrap this thing up, I, I was just curious, cause I was going to ask you a second ago, um, in, in an inspection report, would, is that, uh, like sending that at the end of the day, since we're talking about like communication and I, I'm, I'm just curious. What's that, brother? Sending an inspection report at the end of the day, like 9 p.m. I mean, are, are you saying now you wouldn't recommend doing that? Like, I, to me, I'm not an agent, right? So I just want to hear, I know what I think. I, I, I prefer to send that sucker at like 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. in the morning instead of 9 o'clock at night, like you said, so they're not blowing you up. Is that is that smart? Do you strategically do that or it doesn't matter? Sometimes you, send it, you just send it when you get it. So great control. Now I don't have control over that because is it coming the from actual the customer is the that, that buyer, sense. right? Okay. And so it depends on when the inspector sends it. So the inspector might send it sometime at seven o'clock at night if he did the inspection in the morning or something, right? And then he might send it to whatever prospective buyer there is. So unfortunately, I don't have control of that. I'm I'm the middle in. I'm the middle person, right? So it depends on again you got influence over that. And I don't know if this is strategic or if this is overstepping a professional boundary because you know maybe it doesn't look good if they're sending it at 7 a.m. when they have it done at 9 p.m. and that's like a 10-hour turnaround where maybe it's not good and he'll get in trouble if he didn't hadn't sent it at nine o'clock and he sent it at 7 a.m. The, the next day. So is that the case or like would it be um, to anybody's benefit? And, and this could be just a stupid idea. I'm just that's what I'm asking. To like tell the inspector, hey man, with these people, if you wouldn't mind sending the report in the morning, let's do that. Is that stupid or no? I, mean, I think and I think you. Like I mean, yeah, I think that's intuitive. If it made sense. Yeah, I think I think like it. I, I think it's all about reading your clients, right? If you gathered from at that point there, if you're in an inspection, you've already had an offer on the table, you've been negotiating um structuring the the contract the close date all that other stuff right so you've got you've gone out on showing you've got a really good sense of um the personality uh traits and characters uh of your clients right so if you had somebody that who was exceedingly calling you or um contacting you with with uh, you know concerns and things like that you know, past what you would establish as an eight o'clock time frame or something yeah that would be a good thing if you saw the inspector or something and you, you knew hey you know that if you don't send this tonight man if you're going to send it please send it in the morning so that way my my clients and i can collaborate together yeah i think it just totally depends on your clients right sure. i mean Otherwise, it's like an unethical thing to ask of the inspector. You know what I mean? Like, but it doesn't sound like it is. So anyway, I was just, just curious. Yeah, no, good question, man. Yeah, good question. I'm always curious with like, you know, the, the psychology behind the way people do business. And so that's where Certainly. And then, uh, and then last thing, because I want to say this, because, you know, you know, I've, I've been working with agents for a long time and, and I love them. And I feel like, you know, uh, when, it, when it comes to the phone and the phone ringing, and I, I can't, I mean, I see him do it all the time, interrupt, you know, a, a, a meeting. Like if I was to pick up the phone right now in the middle of filming, I mean, how disrespectful would that be to you, to anybody that's watching? Like you just, I, you, I would never do that, right? Sure. I don't think that it's that different when you're having a one-on-one, -on -one, uh, you know, in-person meeting with somebody. I mean, I think it's the most disrespectful thing ever. And yeah, you could argue the point of, well, 
um, I, I, there's a shit ton of things that I guess you could uh, you know argue argue the point as to why you felt it was important to take the call, but I, I think I think it's disrespectful on, on a whole lot of levels, and you know God forbid it's an actual prospect or client, you know when they see you not because you're worried about being unprofessional because you didn't pick up your phone. But when you when you're you're in a meeting like that, you know they're going to see the professionalism of the fact that you did not answer the phone. That helps a lot. You gain their respect in the moment, right? And then if they don't catch you on the phone when they call, they're probably not going to bang you up so bad about it because you you know you gave them the respect, so they you know they're going to give you the respect, knowing that you know you're probably doing the same thing with somebody else. I I, I don't know. I mean, as long as you know, you're you're actually doing that, you're not just you know. I think there's nothing more valuable than giving someone your undivided attention, right? <laughs> it's a sign of respect. It's like you said, mm -hmm. and. and between it's you and lacking. me talking, if I was sitting at a coffee shop and somebody was like, oh yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you're not even listening to me and you don't care about what I have to say. And, you know, so I agree. Giving someone your undivided attention is a, a sign of respect. And uh, honestly, there are no real estate emergencies, period. You know, no matter what, there yeah. are no real estate emergencies. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, before we uh, get, uh, get out of here, I got a couple questions for you, man. Just before we wrap it up fire away yeah man what's uh what's been uh you said the best or the worst part about you know since this whole pandemic's happened for, for me the worst part is um and everybody's different right so uh, um for us it's not really being able to go out and uh take my wife and have a nice dinner and be in a crowded restaurant or sit at a crowded patio or um uh have friends in the backyard or, 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 you know, or in, in, do things like that. You're my social, my, the social life is uh, for us kind of gone to nil and other than virtual things and maybe doing some distance things outside just to keep everybody safe. One of our first virtual happy hours was with you, brother. You know, yeah. I don't know what we couldn't catch up on, but we were like, it's cool. We'll, we'll do, you know, five o'clock next Wednesday. Let's have a drink. And it, it is, I've, I do it with some friends. My wife and I do it with that friends word. that we haven't seen. And before you know it, after a bourbon or something, it feels like you're just sitting at the other side of the high top with them. You it's, know what I'm saying? So it's true. Not the same, but I mean, hell, I mean, if, if you get close, that, close. Yeah. 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 So, so that's been the worst. Some of the, yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of how my life has changed, I guess recently. Right. But uh, I guess the good thing is, is, uh, when we get out of this, I think many people won't take uh, some of the small things for granted, right? That we used to, you know, or putting yeah. off getting together with friends or doing other things like that. It's all perspective. I will agree with you for sure on that one. Uh, what's uh, what's the last book you read, Matt, or or your favorite your favorite book? Yeah. Um, so there's a good. Actually, I I kind of go back and forth between like nonfiction and fiction and stuff like that. Um, but uh, there's a really good author, his name's Don Winslow. He's a fiction writer, he's, he, he's, he's really good. And um, I just kind of got into reading his books. This one is, it's called The Lost Hunters. Um, and it was just kind of, I read it maybe a couple months ago just to kind of switch paces from what I was reading and stuff like that, and just to kind of get in. So that's, that's the most recent book that I've read. Don yeah, Winslow, nice. yeah, The Lost Hunters. The Lost Hunters. Yes. Gotcha. So I thought you said it. it's kind of like a murder. It's kind of like a uh, a murder mystery or uh, book. Yeah, kind of take place in the woods and they're hunters. It's good. Nice, nice. 
I give you a mental break too, like cost. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Away from the, the reg, regular uh, craziness of the, our, our everyday world. All right, right. what's your favorite uh, type of music, musical genre or artist? Oh man, I like a little bit of everything. When I get into the car though, I flip back between like Alt Nation. If you like, if you have Sirius XM satellite radio, I listen to Alt Nation. Um, uh, I like Tom Petty a lot. He's got an awesome station. Um, you know, I, and, and you know, I like country, and I'm a, I'm really open to a lot of anything. But when I go in the car, generally it's uh, uh, Alt Nation or something else like that, which is an alternative, like you would think, like. Um, 90s alternative and stuff like that it's more of um uh shoot i don't even know what the heck you would call it um I'm, you you have xm radio dude i do i don't use it very much you don't uh, no i mean the only reason i got it right now is i got a new truck and it comes with my truck for like 90 days and i'll probably won't renew it because i just i don't know do you listen, listen to books on the phone or I'm, I'm i'm listening to like podcasts or books all the okay time. yeah like it's just i can't stay off the phone man that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I got a new truck like 10 days ago and I just literally plugged, like hooked up my Bluetooth a couple days ago. It's got my AirPods. And so, I'm, you know, these are in the ear. And I, just, I hadn't even taken the time to take 30 seconds you know, to set up my Bluetooth. Congratulations on the new purchase, man. What'd you buy? And yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Tundra guy. So got it, got oh. it, got it, got, got a Tundra. Yeah. Sweet, man. I was going to say about Tom Petty though, man, Tom Petty is, uh, I, I saw him like a month probably before he passed he came through Houston I saw him in the Woodlands and then he went back and I think he did just like one maybe maybe two more concerts and then uh and you know and gone you know Mary and I wanted to go watch that and we didn't man that'll be the last time I ever put off not seeing somebody I always wanted to right I mean I've seen oh, Eric, really? Clapton, yeah. Eric Clapton and other people but I never yeah. got to see Tom Petty and that's so awesome I bet that was a killer show dude it was man it's my my second concert of my life and then I think it's like his next, next to last concert of his. Crazy. All right. What's your favorite product or brand that you uh, can't live without? Real estate related, related or just in general? Sure. Whatever, man. I don't know. It could be shampoo or a drink or, <laughs> like, you know. My favorite product. Um, if you like to make cold calls, my favorite cold call uh, system is Vulcan 7. Check it out, man. You pay, you can either pay monthly or pay year. You've got to, have somebody scrub all that metadata. So if you're looking to grow your business, Vulcan 7, there's a bunch of them. I've tried Red X, but uh, Vulcan 7 is the one that I go on every single day. There you go. Nice. Pays the bills. All right. Do you have a coach or a mentor or have you ever had one? I do not. I do not. It's something I should certainly look into, you know, but I, I uh, at this time, I do not. All good. Um, and then last but not least, best advice. You ever gotten who gave it to you? Um, man, uh, good question. Um, what's Mary tell you all the time? Oh, I got, you know, you know, I got one. You know what my dad used to always tell me is he'd always just say, remember who you're doing it for, you know? So you whether that's putting in work or swinging your kids outside when you don't want to for 15 or 20 minutes, right? Just yeah. remember who you're doing it for. That's huge. Love it. Well, Matt, I appreciate you. Thank you for being on uh, Disruption Nation Day. One more time before I sign us out, tell people, please, how they can uh, get a hold of you if anybody's yeah.
And thank you so much, man. It's been an honor and a privilege. Uh, so thank you for your time. Absolutely. Uh, you can reach me at 281-940-6903. Or I've got a website, barnsteamre.com. And with that, Disruption Nation, we're wrapping this one up. Um, masterclasshouston.com is where you can check out other events that we got coming up in the future always. It's always our spot to go for that. But in Disruption Nation, is a, it's a show podca podcast platform, uh, YouTube channel where you can um, you know see people that are disrupting their space in a positive way. So if you know anybody that would be a good uh, candidate for the show, uh, please connect us, reach out. We'd love to have a conversation with them. See about uh, highlighting them on here. So with that being said, we'll see you next Tuesday at two. Matt, thank you, sir. It's been thank fun. Thank you. See you soon. All right, Bye. peace. All right. And if anybody is still hanging out with us on live, because that's going to be cropped up, made all pretty, and we're going to package it and send it out. Um, I just wanted to give a last minute promo for uh, two things. We got our last class of the year next Thursday. Masterclassuc.com is where you can find that. It's just not going to be there by the time this actual show goes out. And then uh, we were launching Brian College Station Real Producers. And so I'm doing a Houston Real Producer special for any businesses that may have, are catching this live right now or have been seeing us for a while or maybe we've met uh, prior to. You've been thinking about getting involved with Houston Real Producers and being plugged in with the top 500 realtors in the city. Respond, just say that you saw it on Disruption Nation. $1,000 off any of the packages that we have. Uh, on any of them and we got a lot of different ways to get involved with what we're doing so um, there you go make some money that's what we like to do and that's it man so i guess blaine sign us out of the live and that's it see y'all soon happy election day